At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. Ah, that's right. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. A new episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Here we are. Man, it feels like, you know, it, it, it feels like it's Super Bowl Day. It's Christmas Day. It's the last day of school before summer break senior year of high school with your leather jacket and smoking your marble reds i don't know why i went there but i did welcome back everyone make sure you're subscribed and following the show you know the drill by now you can give me a follow on twitter at wise rye w-i-s-e-r-y-e so recording this early thursday morning march 10th and i say that because man we have a lot to get to and it's been a few days now since our last episode. And just to peel the curtain back for you here, this is just uh, some serious behind the scenes. <laughs> you know, no, I, I decided not to record an episode right after the weekend, knowing the amount of hype and attention on this game between the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday night and just how important this game is and how big of a game this really is. So shifted a lot of the content here later in the week this week, but we're still putting out plenty of it for you. And it all starts with this episode. We have another episode dropping uh, with host of the New York City cast, Will Hill, for our weekly crossover episode. So here's my key talking points that I want to get to here with you. 
I do want to touch on the Calvin Ridley suspension because I do have a few things to say on that. I know now it's a couple days old, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but I will get into that in a few minutes. But man, the story is not only Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets here in Philadelphia, but Carson Wentz doing his best to remain atop the headlines here in Philadelphia. What a week, right? We get Ben Simmons, and he's not playing in this game on Thursday night, but you know what? It's reported that he will be in the building and he will be on the bench. That that's a that's a really strong consolation prize. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna moan and complain about Ben Simmons only being in street clothes. We get him in the building. That's good enough. And now we get a Carson Wentz trade. I mean, this is the week that keeps on giving. You gotta love it. So Carson Wentz traded, and not only is Carson Wentz traded, as I'm sure all of you are well aware by now. He's going to the Washington Commanders. Unbelievable. And there's a million different, really immediate thoughts that I have. Yes, a million. Maybe exaggerate it slightly. But first, let's just look at the trade. Because this ties into the Eagles and initially Philly parting ways with Carson not too long ago. So the Colts will be receiving the Commanders' third-round picks in 2022 and 2023, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter, the 23 third rounder can become a second rounder uh, if Carson Wentz plays 70% of Washington snaps. The teams also swapped second round picks in 2022. Not really a huge deal there. So you look at what it took for Indy to pull off a trade shipping away Carson Wentz. Howie Roseman looks, he doesn't look too shabby. Listen, I know that's an unpopular opinion in Philadelphia. Howie Roseman is not a popular guy. I don't think he ever will be a popular guy in this city, right? Like regardless of what this team does, he's just, he's always going to be public enemy number one, if not public enemy number one, right up at the top of that list competing for it, <laughs> vying for that number one spot if he's not there already depending on the timeline but a third round pick a couple of third round picks maybe a second round pick my goodness you know and and it's really poetic justice that these two former philadelphia philadelphia athletes are in the headlines within 24 hours of each other you know the carson news dropping just a day prior from Ben Simmons coming into Philadelphia for the first time in street clothes, wearing a different uniform, not literally, but you're picking up what I'm putting down. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, both of these guys at one point, they were viewed upon as the next young up-and-comers, the, the two young guys for each cornerstone, you know, cornerstones in each of these franchises, the 76ers and the Eagles, to help take them to the promised land. And sure, yes, I understand. Carson Wentz was a big part of that Super Bowl. He didn't win those playoff games, bottom line. Okay, but I will give him his partial credit. He doesn't get a zero on the group project, but he doesn't get 100%, right? He, he, he missed some group meetings. Uh, part of his section that he had to complete was a little bit, a little bit iffy. All right, so we we slightly pass him on the Super Bowl year, but that's about it. And we all know what Ben Simmons didn't do 
throughout his time here in Philadelphia wearing a 76ers uniform. Both of these guys are in national headlines now over the past 24 hours. So one of my initial reactions, Howie Roseman, love him or hate him, he made out like a bandit once again trading for Carson when he decided to move on. So that's a win. And now Carson Wentz comes comes back to the NFC least. You now have to face Carson Wentz two times a year. Does anyone care? Right? Does any of us, honestly, Eagles fans, and I'm talking to the former Carson Wentz defenders out there as well, are any of you legitimately worried or concerned that Carson Wentz now twice a year is just going to tear this Eagles defense up? Give me a break. Right? For anyone that watched Seinfeld, the TV show, Bubble Boy. All right, that was Carson Wentz last year in Indianapolis. They had him in bubble wrap, meaning they did everything in their power to not put any game, any individual drive on the shoulders of one Carson Wentz. They rode that offensive line, and they rode Taylor. And yes, a couple reasons why they did that. Okay, I'll, I'll acknowledge all of them. I'm not a complete idiot all the time, I promise. <laughs> One is the obvious. They have a hell of an offensive line, and they had the best running back in the NFL. So, yeah, I get it. You're going to want to have a heavier focus and attention to detail with your run game when you have both of those things going for you in your locker room. Okay, so I'll acknowledge that. But the other part, they clearly saw what a lot of us saw in Carson Wentz. That he wasn't the guy that was on his way to winning MVP of the regular season not too long ago. He's nowhere close to that guy anymore, people. And when they finally said, all right, you know, we can't protect you in bubble wrap anymore, Carson. But luckily for you, you go up against Jacksonville. Just do what you have to do with your arm against Jacksonville, and all should be good. Well, all wasn't good. Spoiler alert. <laughs> all wasn't good, and he was not able to win one game for the Indianapolis Colts with his arm against Jacksonville. All right, so this dude, come on down to the NFC East, my friend, and I look forward to going up against Carson Wentz twice a year. I really do. And the Indianapolis Colts, they didn't get a whole lot back. Uh, but if I'm reading everything correctly here, that Washington will be paying the full $28 million due to Carson Wentz for the 2022 season, which also includes a $5 million roster bonus that's expected to uh, hit Carson Wentz's bank account next week. So that is a massive win for the Indianapolis Colts. And you know what? It's a win for the Philadelphia Eagles. We've seen this story before when Donovan McNabb went to the then Washington Redskins at the end of his career, his post-Philadelphia Eagles career, and didn't do a whole lot of anything. I'm not saying it's going to be that bad for Carson, but it's going to be closer to that than anything on the other side of that fence for the Carson commanders. Give me a break. Give me a break. Washington won 7-8 and eight last year. Ty, uh, Taylor Haneke was the starter in those 15 games that they went 7-8 and eight in. 
Uh, and they were just, they had a disappointing year. Washington had a disappointing year. And I don't think Carson's the savior here to come back and, and right that ship with any type of exclamation point to it. Maybe they win another game or two, but I wouldn't even point to Carson Wentz as the reason why they potentially do that. So we'll see. But I have, I have no fear of Carson Wentz two times a year for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that is obviously one of the lead stories. The other one here in Philly, I've already mentioned a few times, this game against the Brooklyn Nets, 7.30 p.m., nationally televised on TNT Thursday night. We'll get to plenty of that. Another huge trade in the NFL that we haven't talked a ton about here uh, is Russell Wilson, right? Because Russell Wilson was a guy that was being linked to, to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a guy that I've talked a lot about. He's a guy that anyone throughout the Philadelphia area has been talking about here uh, for quite some time. You know, well, would he want to come to Philadelphia? Are the Eagles and Hallie Roseman going to make a heavy push and a play for Russell Wilson? And we don't have to worry about that anymore as it relates to Russ. That deal was announced now a couple days ago at this point. Russ is heading to Denver for the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers also BT dubs. That's what the kids say for, by the way. Aaron Rodgers remains in Green Bay. So how does all of this impact the Philadelphia Eagles? Right? Do we look now at what Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni have been saying about Jalen being their starter and say, okay, you know what? Maybe that's clearly the case. Or there's still one quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Do the Eagles and Howie Roseman now still make a relative push for Deshaun Watson? Should they make a push for a guy like Deshaun Watson? Obviously, the elephant in the room being all of his legal issues completely up in the air. No one has any insight or knowledge on that whole situation. So if and when we talk to Sean Watson, it has to be under the assumption that the legal issues aren't a behemoth of a hindrance with when he can return to an NFL football field. So we have to pose that question here on this episode. We have some MLB updates, not a whole lot, but I'll give you my thoughts on that. And of course, Calvin Ridley, before we switch gears to the big game, Sixers, Nets, Sixers, the four and a half point favorite right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. All right. So before we get to our 76ers talk, because I know that's what you all want to get into here on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, I'm not going to spend a great length of time right now on Deshaun Watson. Okay. But I, I do want to spend a couple minutes. All right, so just bear with me here. There is some news, all right, as we record this early Thursday morning, March 10th. A grand jury will hear evidence tomorrow, Friday, in the case involving Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, which is the same day he will also face questions for the first time in at least some of his pending civil lawsuits. All right, so now Watson's attorney, He's confirmed the timing of the criminal and civil proceedings to ESPN and added that he'll instruct Deshaun Watson to assert his Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate himself, yada, yada, yada. Okay, that's all above my, my intelligence level here. But what that all means 
all being reported over the past couple of days per ESPN and Adam Schefter and, and all the big wigs. It means that we are getting finally closer to some answers regarding Deshaun Watson. Now, the Steelers have been a name that has been continued to get associated with Deshaun Watson. The Eagles, there's been a lot of rumors, but there's also been a lot of rumors saying that Deshaun Watson wouldn't even want to come to Philadelphia. All right, I do know this. Howie Roseman is going to look at every option at every position from every angle possible. Once again, love him or hate him, that's what he's going to do. And I hope that he does his research for Watson. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for some reason regarding Deshaun Watson, and I'm going to say that he will. And if he feels like he can make an offer that is not completely ridiculous and giving up way too much, then I think he's going to do that. And I think he should do that. Once again, I'm not one side note, not once again, for what I'm about to say, I'm not the morality police. Okay. Everything that's going on with the Sean Watson right now, it, it doesn't look pretty. All right. This, this, this kid has got himself into some trouble by being an idiot to put it nicely and potentially being a criminal. He's not one yet. He's going to go through due process and uh, he's going to go through the process that we all have as American citizens, <laughs> uh, hopefully a fair one. And whatever it is, I hope the truth gets revealed and it all gets handled accordingly. But if Deshaun Watson, right, for me, this is just such a hypothetical game. And like I said, I'm not going to spend too much longer on this. My, my bottom line point here is I'm all for bringing in Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And you can, you can interpret that as, oh, Rothstein's a hater on Jalen Hurts. Stop it. No, I'm not. Okay. I will keep it real 100% of the time. I love Jalen the dude. I think he has potential. He also has a lot that he hasn't shown us yet. I'm not ready to sit here and say he's our franchise guy for the next decade. No one should be ready to say that. All right. That's your right as a fan. You can get behind whoever you want, however you want. I'm not telling you how to think. But that would, be, that would be foolish of anyone within that organization at the least, right? So I hope that they do their due diligence with Deshaun Watson, and we'll see what, what comes of all these legal proceedings. The Eagles haven't been mentioned too much lately when it comes to possible new landing spots for the quarterback, Watson, as he's down uh, in Texas dealing with all the legal troubles that he got himself into. So uh, we'll, we'll see what comes of that. We'll see what comes of it. But bottom line, if you can upgrade at any position, especially the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback position in the NFL, you go and do that. Point blank, period. All right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. I want to talk a little bit about the Calvin Ridley situation because – it, it, it's obviously, you know, this is what we do. We, we talk sports betting. Okay, now I'm not an NFL wide receiver, fortunate enough for me. So I can, I can bet on games and I can talk about these games from the betting angle, which is what we all love to do. Now let me preface with what I'm about to say with this. Yes, to, to make this a real simple and boring conversation, the rules state, 
you cannot bet on sports. All right. If you're an NFL player under contract with an NFL team, it's pretty straightforward. You can't bet on sports. All right. And if you're an NFL player, regardless of, you know, if you're a star or a guy on the bench, it doesn't matter. You need to know everything that you can and can't do. And don't do the things that you're not allowed to do or else you're going to get in trouble. And it's all on you at the end of the day. Great. I'm not that boring. At least I like to think. Calvin Ridley broke the rules. Bottom line. That doesn't mean the rules are, are right. Doesn't mean the rules make sense. Doesn't mean the NFL handled this case in particular the right way. Okay? So it's not that simple for me. It's not that simple. The NFL, I remember bringing this up at one point. You know, maybe back in September or October, I forget what I, what I was even talking about. It might have even been with a guest. The point is, we brought up the NFL and Roger Goodell just a few years ago, saying they would never, and I'm paraphrasing, they would never get in bed with a sports betting company, a sports betting app, website, etc. Because that's not the integrity of the shield, right? They want no part of it. Now they have stadiums, you know, named after di different betting sites and, and sports betting, and they're all in on sports betting. The NFL is great. But that plays a huge part in my mind in Calvin Ridley getting a year suspension for betting to what, what is to him just a couple of dollars over a five to seven day span, I believe it was, of time when he was not even active and playing for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, none of this makes it okay, but how do you, how do you come to the conclusion of a one-year suspension when you've handled much worse situations with a, a lesser hand, so to speak. All right. Domestic violence, domestic abuse. How about owners going to head coaches at the time of the team that they own, offering them money to intentionally lose games, right? Like this is always been an issue with Roger Goodell in the NFL. They don't have clear and concise penalties for different rules that are broken it's really just all what roger goodell is feeling that day eh, you know what i think this deserves six games eh, you know what i think this situation deserves three games eh, you know what calvin ridley betting a g on games that he wasn't playing in deserves an entire year right like that's that's the problem, but you know what? That's that's the NFL, and Roger Goodell is not the boss. Every owner throughout the NFL is the boss. <laughs> so he answers to all these owners, and they need to do what they think is best to protect the shield, the NFL, and the integrity of their sport. Are they really doing that, though? Or are they really just blindly and ignorantly coming down with, an extremely harsh punishment to try and try and make the perception 
seem to be reality. Like this, there is no, there is absolutely no tolerance for gambling. And, and you know what, I'm not sitting here saying, mocking it when I make that voice. I know it seems that way. Like shame on Ridley. He, he should have known what he was doing is wrong. But that doesn't mean the rules that are currently in place are right. And that doesn't mean that we cannot start to peel back the curtain here on the NFL and how they're going to handle sports betting moving forward, particularly with employees of the NFL. I mean, I, I compared it to this and, you know, you out there, I don't know if you think this is fair or not. They're in bed with a lot of alcohol companies, right? Do you come down with a heavy hand if Calvin Ridley on a week that he's not active for the Atlanta Falcons has a couple beers? Do you suspend him for a year because you have a zero tolerance policy on substance abuse and, and alcohol abuse? I, I mean, the answer to that is no. So I know it's not completely apples to apples, but just to get you thinking a little bit, I... I I hate how they handled this situation with Calvin Ridley, and I think it was a lazy, extreme reaction to try and just quickly nip this in the butt when they could have won about it, I think, a better way, and they failed to do exactly that. All right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Those are just a few of my rants on uh, Ridley the Eagles quarterback situation, Carson Wentz, and everything in between. Now we'll get to the good stuff, Sixers, Nets. So Barstool Philly, their Instagram account, posted a photo of Ben Simmons in the Brooklyn Nets jersey that he has yet to officially put on and play a game in and said, you know, via Shams of The Athletic, Ben Simmons will not play against the Sixers but is expected to sit on the bench for the game Barstool Phillies caption, can't wait, in all caps. And wouldn't you know it, look who commented. Ben Simmons, likewise. He just simply commented, likewise. I mean, it just goes, how, how dumb are you? Like, how, how dumb are you? Likewise, what, you can't wait for what? To do nothing? in a big game at the Wells Fargo Center. That's nothing new. We've seen that before. We know how that story ends. And the last game you ever played for a seven, for the 76ers in a 76er uniform, it's exactly what you did. You're, you're just as useful for the Nets Thursday night in your street clothes as you were to the 76ers game seven in your basketball clothes. <laughs> I mean, likewise, the guy is just, he is just the absolute worst. And, you know, I'm going to get to the betting angle, the 76ers, four and a half point favorites at Bet River Sportsbook. The total right now set at 230. I'll give you my play for the game. And all the player props at the time of recording are not officially posted at Bet Rivers, but I still have some plays based off of where I feel some of these numbers are going to fall for uh, some of these player props for the game. So we'll get to all of that in just a few minutes. But, you know, to go off of that, the, the most frustrating part, not the most, but just a frustrating piece to this story 
is now, you know, it's been reported that Rich Paul and Ben Simmons' representation is planning on filing a grievance related to Ben Simmons and all the time that he sat out while he was still under contract for the 76ers to, I'm really paraphrasing here, and, and you know, the, the legality stuff is certainly not in my, in my wheelhouse, but from what I've heard and read, okay, um, you know, they're, they're filing a grievance to show that he was dealing with mental health issues throughout that time. And that is why he was unable to show up for work and show up for practice and show up for games and wasn't able to be found from Daryl Morey down to his teammates. And, you know, we'll see if this grievance has any legs to stand on. But the most, why I said the most frustrating part for me is because this game now on March 10th, later tonight on Thursday in South Philly at the Wells Fargo Center, this is now a setup in a way. This is a setup that's being orchestrated by Ben Simmons' representation because what they want Right, because what? Let me backtrack it. When we first saw the the report and the news that Ben Simmons wasn't going to play, but he was going to sit on the bench, I would say I'll speak for all of us here. Maybe some of you didn't feel this way, but I would say the majority of us were surprised. Right, like wow, okay, he's actually going to sit on the bench and just take this beating, this verbal beating that he's about to get handed to him. Uh, you know, for two hours and change, however long the game goes, right? A lot of us, myself at least, would have predicted and expected Ben to just not even show up. And honestly, as much as I crush Ben Simmons and criticize him and have fun with my playful hate towards Ben Simmons, I mean, I, I would have understood it, right? Like why, right, if I'm Ben Simmons people or if I'm Ben Simmons or if I'm the Nets organization, why put him out there on a, on a silver platter for 20,000 76ers fans that are going to be really fired up wanting to pay big money just to simply yell and boo Ben Simmons, right? So, like, I, I, can, I can understand and comprehend the other side of the fence as it relates to Ben sitting on the bench or not sitting on the bench for this game. So that was a surprise to me. But then you start to piece this puzzle together. And the more hostile that it gets at the Wells Fargo Center, the better for Rich Paul. Like, he's going to be rubbing his hands together like, yes, yes, good, good. Yell at him more. Curse at him. Personally attack him. Let's get it on video. Let's get it on tape recording. Is tape recording still a thing? I'm not sure. <laughs> but, and it's like, it's just... I mean, there's not, I can't, I'm speechless. <laughs> like, as you hear, I'm speechless because it's just such a, you just shake your head at what they're trying to do here, right? Like, what what are they trying to do? I, I couldn't even tell you, quite honestly. It's just, well, look at everything that we just watched on national TV and the abuse that Ben took for two and a half hours sitting there. He's come a long way, but that is a lot of what, his core quote issues stemmed from is those fans and the abuse that he took and the, the negative hit that his reputation took 
in the public eye and you know yada yada i'm just making up words and phrases that i could see sort of uttered here in the coming weeks after this game comes to an end on thursday night and it's just pathetic like it's just flat out pathetic it really is and i know i tweeted this out already too at wise w-i-s-e-r-y-e you know i know that philadelphia and our fans will probably get painted in a certain light because we always do. But, you know, I, I put I posted a little reminder on my Twitter page about how the sold-out Wells Fargo Center all the way up until the clock hit zeros in that Game 7 playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks, how 20,000-plus sold-out crowds continued to show up for all of the Philadelphia 76ers home games that Ben Simmons was once upon a time still playing in. And the overwhelming amount of support and love that this city showed for him all the way up into the end. And it really didn't shift until the offseason, until after that game hit zero and the 76ers got dealt the, the brutal loss in that game and inevitably in that series. Right, So let's not forget all the love and support that we showed this man. And that's part of all of our frustrations because it, this story from people that have not been here, boots on the ground, gets misconstrued and it gets murky and it gets lost in the sauce. And that's exactly what Rich Paul is trying to do. It's just another tactic for him to try and leave some doubt into the perception of this current story regarding his client, Ben Simmons. And let me be clear, I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination to not boo or to boo less or to boo a little less loudly. No. Anyone going to this game, be loud and do you. <laughs> Let them have it. It is going to be a historic night at the Wells Fargo Center, and you know this 76ers team wants this game. All right, James Harden wants this game. Joel Embiid with Ben Simmons sitting on that opposing bench just watching in jeans and a gold chain as he takes selfies for his Instagram feed. You know Joel Embiid wants this win. You know anyone in that Philadelphia 76ers locker room wants this win, and they are going to be guided by this circus of a sold-out crowd at the Wells Fargo Center. And the 76ers are only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm more than comfortable with laying four and a half right now for the 76ers team. More than comfortable. The Nets are not equipped right now to come out of this battle that they're about to walk into with a win. They're, they're not equipped. It's <laughs> just point blank period. I, I, I don't believe that they're ready to come in here and get this win over the 76ers team. Now, some of you may say, Okay, you may be right, but I'll take the four and a half with KD and the Nets as they have plenty of motivation themselves. And I would say, you know, you're 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 very fair to point that out. But this 76ers team, they've looked special. I've watched every game this year. I've watched every game since James Harden has arrived in Philadelphia, and I've watched each game more than once. And this 76ers team with James Harden and Joel Embiid on the floor is a tough out, man. It's a tough out. And now you're giving them the added benefit to play in front of a crowd like that at the Wells Fargo Center, as Liam Neeson would say. 
Good luck. So I am laying the four and a half. I'm not making a play on the total. Uh, I would probably lean towards the under. It's going to be a playoff-like atmosphere, and I think the game is going to mirror that a little bit, at least early on. Uh, so I would lean towards the under 230. I'm not making a play on it, but that's my two cents on that uh, as far as the total goes. And as I mentioned earlier, all of the player props are not out yet at the time of recording, but I, I would look to Tyrese Maxey and his points total. I'm curious to see if that changes, you know, if at all. It it's been right around 16.5 to 17.5 for his points total uh, on the Bet Rivers wagering menu. And he has been. He has been a stud really all year long, but especially playing alongside James Harden. He's been getting well over 20 points playing alongside the bearded one. Uh, so I still think that's a great bet to take Tyrese Maxey and his over on his points total. I would also look for Joel Embiid and his over for his rebounds. Uh, I would also look for Joel Embiid and his over in assists. He has been much better this entire year passing out of double teams and just finding open teammates whenever he has the ball. And Bet Rivers, they've been pretty consistent, consistently listing Joel Embiid at three and a half for his assist total game to game. And it's been juiced towards the under, meaning you're going to get a decent price if you take the over three and a half for Joel Embiid assists. So I would look there. And my final one, just to throw out without having them officially posted, Look for James Harden and his over on his rebound total and his three-pointers made total. Uh, I think those are all good bets, but my number one play is going to have to be Tyrese Maxey and his over for his points scored later tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. It is going to be a legendary game. I think it's reasonable to say it could be one of the craziest regular season game atmospheres in Philadelphia sports history, not just 76ers history. This is a game that we've all had circled. And no, Ben Simmons is not playing, but he's going to be in the building. And you know all the cameras are going to be pointed right in his direction. So it's not the worst consolation prize that we get with Ben at least being in the building. I can't wait to see this crowd. I can't wait to see how the team reacts, how the Nets respond, how they react. Uh, and this is this is just a big game. This is a big game for both teams, and it comes at a great time. Buckle up, baby. Buckle up. Lay the four and a half with your Philadelphia 76ers. All right, that's it for the Philadelphia CityCast for this episode. We have plenty more content we're pushing out for you over the next couple of days, so make sure you're following the show. Make sure you're subscribed to the Philadelphia CityCast wherever you get your pods, available on all of your pod platforms, Apple Pods, Google um, Spotify, you know the drill. Follow me on Twitter and you can find links to all the pod platforms at Wise Rye. Sixers minus four and a half, baby. Here we go. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.